Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Date in a Blink, where we're hosting Tina and Ruben for a Blink date. What is Date in a Blink, you ask? It's a 10-minute, audio-only, blind-speed date experience. It's also a bit of a social experiment designed to move people beyond looks-based assumptions, curated profiles, and marathon messaging. We at The Blink Date want dating to be fun and inspiring for Blinkers and hope this podcast inspires you to try new ways of meeting people and dating. Will our hand-picked matches find love on these Blink Dates? Or will they say goodbye to each other after 10 minutes and never look back? If you're new here, we're so happy you could join us. If you're a regular, we're so glad you've returned. Before we jump into today's Blink Date, here's a quick word from our sponsors. We are here today on Date in a Blink with Tina and Ruben. I'm going to let you two dive in, but in case it's helpful to get the conversation started, I'm going to leave you with this question. What hobby or pastime would you love to get into if only you had the time and resources? I'll let you go first, Ruben. Oh, geez. Ah, putting me on the spot here. That's interesting. Um, you know, I've always wanted to get into, like, collecting something. Other than junk, you know, like uh, I've had friends who've collected stamps and coins and stuff, and it's always really cool to look at, and they get so entrenched into it. And I, I just, I've never had the time to do it, never had, even never even knew where to begin because it feels like all the cool stamps and all the cool coins are so old now, and like it's hard to get. Um, mm-hmm. But I'd probably do something like that. That'd probably be what what I would go go for. What about you? Um. First of all, that's really cool. I feel like people don't do that anymore. Um, or like, I don't know. I feel like it's more digital collecting nowadays instead of physical things. But for me, I think writing, like blog writing, I think um, that would be really cool to just like, or like vlogging, like anything that's like, I don't know, like putting your words into, um, I guess like, plot a story and like releasing it to other people because I think one of my biggest fear is always like being in front of a crowd and like saying what I really want to say so I think that's one of the reasons why I joined this also so um yeah that's it (laughs) so writing is is an interesting thing um I feel Mm -hmm. like you know there's so many powerful ways to communicate and I think writing really allows people to communicate in ways that even audio which is kind of weird because we're doing an audio thing right now yeah um you know with with writing there's so much open open endedness that that you could get into um is there a particular style of writing that you're that you would you would be interested in is it like more storytelling or more like journaling or is it like what would you think probably i don't know i think i want to explain for a bit more to see what my niche is so like I'm open to trying all of them but like for me I think I just want to focus on like I guess storytelling but at the same time educating because the whole point I feel like not just putting your story out there is like just for you to talk about yourself but hopefully in a way that like helps someone through like maybe some stuff you've gone through or like stuff that you learn like your knowledge and you're just passing it on if you can't help the world yourself with you know, the knowledge you have, the best thing you can do is to pass it on. And hopefully someone else can use that knowledge to help the world in some way. Yeah. That's, that's really cool too. Cause yeah, I think we all have, you know, stories and pasts and, and things that we've gone through that, you know, mm-hmm. we think is either 
you know, minuscule or uh, not important in, in everyday life. And then you, you find, you, you know, you happen to be sharing it in a group, you know, at a party or something, you know, when parties were allowed and uh, you know, you find out, Oh, someone, someone's like, dude, thank you so much for sharing that. Like now I know I can get through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. That's, that's literally the best. I think that's why I love interacting with people in the first place. Cause you learn something new from every person, no matter bad or good, you know, like if it's bad, you learn not to do that, you know, and then do better or like do the opposite. So that's better. So like, yeah, you can learn anything from every person. So what about you? Would you like to do blogging or writing or share your story? <laughs> well, that's the, the funny thing is I, I kind of already do. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I've been a been a broadcaster for ten years, um, and have actually just recently got out of out of the field. Uh, mm-hmm. But I currently maintain uh, an entertainment based website. Um, so, and I, I have you know a podcast of my own and, and a bunch of other stuff. So I, I'm constantly you know sharing my story or pulling other people's stories mm-hmm. out, uh, you know, from them and, and being able to dig deeper. So it, it's an interesting. <laughs> it's, that's why I, I was like, oh, that's interesting because that's. Really the field I is that why your one of your hobby you would like is like collecting because like you like not only collecting physical things but do you also like to collect stories of like people i'm i'm very i'm a very curious person i like to know a lot about people um especially when they have an interesting story to tell and mm-hmm. what i've learned over the years of doing what i've been doing is that sometimes people don't know how to tell their stories you know, so it helps having somebody yeah. who can ask a question, keep that conversation going. As far as collecting goes, I like knowing the story behind certain things, you know, mm. like if I, you know, if I was able to get a hold of, you know, a historical artifact from, you know, uh, like an old president or something, I, you know, I would love to be able to say, oh, this is, this was John Kennedy's, you know, pen that he used to sign this bill. And this is what he did. And this is what, how that bill, you know, played into into action years later um you know i would love that at some point but again i don't know where to even begin with that yeah two things storytelling is uh an art yeah there's a book that's like how to tell a story or something like that i forgot but so yeah it's good that you want to help in that way and like help people story tell but two um what is it what's your like unique story like you said like everyone has one right like so what's yours oh gosh um, <laughs> in the, the the two and a half minutes we have left here i don't want to completely take it up but the the brief story would be uh i was i was adopted at at a very young age at six weeks old i was taken from my my biological mom there's a story behind that at some point i can get into mm-hmm. um but grew up basically in a foster home and um you know that's you know, a foster home because the parents who adopted me continued to do foster care. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the, the origin of, of who I am. What, what about you? What's your story? Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So I was born in Vietnam, actually. Um, and I came here when I was 10. Um, so my story is just literally just working hard in order to get to where I am today and just overcoming challenges and learning a lot through failing and I want to share I guess all these failures but lessons I guess I've learned so that others maybe who go through the same thing I do can learn from it but wait so 
you have a unique story, right? What did you learn from that that you want to share to other people? Um, you know, the, the, the important thing for me, I think, is that, you know, I grew up with parents who were really old. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, everyone always thought, oh, your grandma's coming to parent-teacher conference. I'm like, no, that's my mom. <laughs> and, you know, what I learned over the course of the years is that a lot of people um, don't appreciate the relationships that they have with their parents. You know, I had a very special relationship with, my, with specifically my mom. Uh, but I, I learned very quickly that sometimes the person who gives birth to you, a lot of times the person who gives birth to you isn't actually, you know, the mom figure in your life um, mm-hmm. and how to accept that. Hmm. Wow. That's, that's a good lesson. I would take that. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely one that's uh, different for most people. I think people can relate in some way. Um, even though like I'm so in touch with my, like not in touch, but like, you know, I obviously have my biological parents, but I still struggle with some of that stuff because there's like a dynamic to like um, being like an immigrant to America and like your parents struggling to, I guess, assimilate into or like understand that aspect of like having two cultures um especially since they haven't like really assimilated in and then like I don't know like they have their own intergenerational trauma and then like knowing that maybe they can't give you the best motherly figure like role that you need and having to like build a support system outside of that and that means that maybe your mother figure can be someone else so like I resonate with your advice that you get. So I'm, I'm curious because I, you know, obviously I grew up here and was born and raised here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've had lots of friends who came here at different ages. Um, was it difficult, like coming to America, especially at, you know, I, I think 10 is kind of an older age uh, mm-hmm. and trying to, to, you know, assimilate with, with the public school system and, and just getting, you know, becoming friends with people. Was that difficult? For me, I don't know. I think I always tried really hard and I was always a w- hard worker and like, in, not just in school, but like try hard to like fit in and like do all I can take to like, you know, assimilate in. So for me, it wasn't hard in the moment. You know what I mean? Like during that, all you think about as a kid is just like, oh, I want to fit in. At this point in the day, I jumped in to let them know that their date had ended and let them say their farewells. I gotta admit, I may or may not have teared up hearing how open Tina and Ruben were with each other after only seven minutes of talking. I could tell they both had really incredible stories to share, but both of them were also so mindful of giving the other person space to share too. I was so sad to cut them off. Do you think they wanted to continue the conversation after their date in a blink? Tune in to the end of the season to find out. That's all we've got for you today. Shoot us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at The Blank Date or at Date in a Blank to let us know what you think. If you want to sign up to participate in Date in a Blank, visit our website at www.theblankdate.com. We hope you enjoyed listening and look forward to talking with you again next time. Mm-hmm.